Morelia Python Radio with your hosts, Eric Burke and Owen McIntyre. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Morelia Python Radio. It's been a while since we've talked about carpet python morphs. And we did a show way, way back in the archives that was carpet python morphs. And we kind of went through each of the different, you know, types of morphs and stuff. Since then, we've done some shows where they've highlighted specific morphs in their history. But this one, we're just kind of going to go over like, uh, you know, for the some of the newbies out there that are just getting into carpets. We're going to talk about, um, you know, some of the uh, the different morphs. Um, that are out there and then some of the different combos that have been done since we've last talked about carpet pythons, hence carpet python morphs 2.0, Owen. <laughs> we're so, so what's crafty up? with our, we're so crafty I, with our stupid episode names. I am not crafty at all. Not at all. No, I was being <laughs> no. sarcastic. So yeah. Uh, what's up is, um, I may have totally screwed future Owen. Future Owen is screwed? Oh, dear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why? See, I was a Are you a proven breeder I, now? I, Are you a proven breeder no, now? No, dear God, no. You <laughs> All right. them breaks. Holy All right. shit. <laughs> Damn it. Wow, dude. <laughs> Whoa, now. <laughs> um, there was, uh, I, I decided to throw the Dominican Red Mountain Boa together. Um, oh, yeah. Probably, oh, about a, probably, about, probably about a month ago. <laughs> right. And nothing, nothing's been happening. And I'm like, Merrick, do whatever. You know, it's cool. You, you know, they don't breed. I might be able to start, you know, bitching and complaining and maybe start moving these things and be like, oh, well, that's two years in a row. Get out. So I'm like, all right, whatever. And then I, I'm doing water bowls today. I got home from work. Um, and I decided that I was going to clean, do water bowls, and just kind of chill before the show. Uh, I'm going through the rack that they're in, and I open up their tub, and there they are, locked up. Now, the lock for these guys is totally different than, like, a a python lock. It's not just their tails. Okay. Their tails lock up, and then he will coil around her, like, throwing coils all the way, almost about halfway up her body to, like, almost all of his body is, is coiled around her. Like, if any other python were doing this, or any other snake we're doing this, I'd be like, he's killing her. But that's just how they are. It's how they lock up. It's like this big right. wad. So he's got her coiled up all over the place. There you go. That's the picture of doom. So I'm like, oh, shit. So I took some pictures, and I totally interrupted them. So they, uh, he was unwinding and uncoiling as I was taking the picture. And I just checked on them before the show, and they were back at it. So I'm like, damn it. Because I'm sitting there, I'm like, all right, first lock of the season. Shit. If they take, I got to deal. Ah, shit. It's like I got to do <laughs> all that stupid shit I had to deal with with the babies from the first go around. So it's like, uh, all right, am I going to be happy I get babies? Yes. Am I going to be really pissed off that I have to go get, like, feeder geckos? Yeah. So, and I'm talking <laughs> uh. to and I'm already getting messages from people who are like, man, I'm glad you got them to breed again. I was re- they're on my list of things to get. I'll take a pair, you know, after you get them started. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> like, you had to add that last <laughs> little part. Right. So, 
Well, yeah. maybe you'll be an expert pretty soon. You know, maybe this year will be uh, you'll 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 just be a pro. You don't even have to worry about want, geckos or anything like that. Be, I don't want to be a pro at Dominican Red Mountain Boss. It's bad enough the shit I get from Matt about being a boa breeder. So you know, <laughs> I don't want to well, master this species. Yeah. You might not want to breed boas if you don't want to get shit about breeding boas. You know what I mean? I'm, I might not want to breed my like, – well, that's the thing is I'm like, I'm totally caught off guard. Oh, and you put the male in the female cage. Shut up, all right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what I know did you I expect did. to happen? <laughs> Shut up, okay? Uh... Listen, I put, listen, I put males and females together all the time. Nothing fucking happened. So, you know, right. the one pair that is, I'm like, there you go. They're like breeding like shit. So. Cool. Well, that's cool. I mean, that's cool that your season is, uh, you know, kicking off and, uh, you know, underway. It is. It's it, starting. Well, I think, I don't know, man. Do you got a feel for this weather yet? I mean, today it was like no. 32 degrees. Tomorrow it's supposed it's to be, be like 78 degrees. 75. So Yeah. No, I do not have a feel for this weather. I haven't even started cooling down. I know the room has gotten a little cooler just by what's going on outside, but right. I haven't been fucking with the temps. I, I just haven't been feeding anybody. I haven't been pairing everybody. There are a few animals that are paired just because of, you know, I decided why not, but that's just the white lips, the jungles, and the Dominicans, so, right. and the Walmas. But that's it. So it just kind of moved around, but the bread lie hasn't even moved out yet into the side room because I'm like, Oh, all right. Yeah. 50 degrees. I'll move you guys out tomorrow. And the next day it's like 73. And I'm like, well, shit. It's like, I don't know what to do here. So I'm probably going to call it and just do it at one point this week, just move them off to the side room. But it's like, does that mean that the bread life season is probably going to actually go longer? Because if we don't start getting to the really cold temps to let's say like February, do I really want to start warming them up when I warm up everybody else? What if it's still freezing cold? This is like the first really big cold spell we get. Uh, you know me, I'm a, I'm a fan of following what the weather is doing outside. So I guess, you know, yeah. my, my advice would be to a repeat what you did in the past because you've already had success with them and B um, keep them colder longer. I think that, you know, that seems to be the consensus on, breeding these guys and being successful with them, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. Well, it was, I mean, well, the last time I bred them, it was at the old house and they were in my bedroom. Right. And I literally had them in my bedroom from, I think I brought them up in when I moved uh, the white lips into my bedroom. It was like, it was like November ish. And I didn't get, I, I saw locks in January and then nothing happened. So around March-ish, I brought them back into the snake room, and I warmed them up, and I kept them together. And mm-hmm. I didn't see any locks. And then I didn't get eggs until, I think, June, july because I don't think I had babies hatched until uh, – I think I got them in June because I think the babies hatched in August. So, wow. Yeah. So it's like the locks were in January, but those locks in January did nothing. So it's like <laughs> – yeah. When did the brittles breed? I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's one of those things like eggs. if you put them together too early, you know, you might mm-hmm. screw it up. 
um, because the female might ovulate too early or, you know, the mm-hmm. male kind of wastes his, uh, all his energy at the beginning of the season when it's really not doing any good. I don't know. That's kind yeah, of one of those follicles or the sperm plug or it, it, and I mean, there's always, what was it? I, I keep getting pictures from one, one guy I know who actually put his animals together now and he lives pretty close to you. And he's uh-huh. like, man, I'm getting locks all over the place. And it's like, but it's really early. <laughs> and it's yeah. like, uh, you got to watch because if you start, if you go through the normal breeding process and she's already been breathing, you're asking for her to either, she's going to reabsorb or she's going to bind or slug out. I mean, it, yeah. there is such a thing as going too early. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So you just have to be careful. That's why, like I said, I'm a fan of, you know, following the weather. And I like when it gets cold, cold, and it stays cold. That's when, to me, that when I would start, you know, really bringing it down and leaving it down. Yeah. Um, But uh, I don't know, man. It's kind of a bummer uh, because, you know, that I'm kind of sitting the season out uh, Mm. (laughs) because it's like – you see everybody with their bearings and they're talking about it. And, you know, I have all these snakes that it's like, Oh man, this would be a cool pairing. Oh man, this would be a cool pairing. Oh man, this, you know, and it's, but uh, yeah. I think, I think in the long run, it's probably the best thing to do, but um, I, I you know, think in the long run, you're going to be much happier with it. If you just settle, take the year to settle. And I mean, dude, you're, you're going to be doing a lot of work, excuse me, on the snake room and, various other parts of the house and this is just one more thing you don't need to deal with so yeah, yeah absolutely you know so yeah I mean, i'm gonna get them have, in the room yeah get them situated i have what you have till june to get your house ready <laughs> yeah carpet fest i can't wait yep yep i'm pumped yep. up about it i am i'm excited <laughs> i am uh you ready cool. to go i'm already <laughs> thinking about things to do and, you know, it's it's <clears throat> it's kind of weird when you're kind of like you have this idea and when you have this idea, you're using other people's houses to make your, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, well, yes. uh, now when it's your house, you're like, well, shit, everything can happen now. Woo-hoo! Um, I'm going to work <laughs> on uh, building, um, I want to build like a, uh, the big thing is a fire pit, you know, that's like a yes. big thing because I think that'll be great. Um, so that's something that I'll be working on, you know, obviously we'll get the pool going and, uh, you know, snake well, room is going to be a main have, focus. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm glad you have carpet fest because I honest to God want to redo so many things on my house in preparation for the next carpet fest I host. It's uh-huh. like, I, I'm glad I got like two years. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> uh, it's like, New deck yeah. and extended flat patio so that I actually have a place that's flat in my yard. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and I'm like, oh, yeah, two years to do this. Perfect. So Yeah. I knew, yeah. you know, I, I went through a weird phase when I was going through the moving and all that. And I, I don't know if you went through the same thing, but I kind of I kind of got, uh, you know, uh, what's the word? Uh, like I, I wasn't excited about the snakes as I, as I have been in the past and like the mm-hmm. moving them and just like, you know, maintaining them while I'm still doing, you know, Oh man, it was just so much and so overwhelming. 
And now that I'm settled in my room, you know, I'm getting that, I'm getting it back, man. You know, I'm pumped. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm excited. Uh, you know, I got my focus back and, you know, I'm, Carpet pythons are just Jesus, man. They're just so freaking rock solid, dude. They're like I, I, I know I'm biased, but you know I have I had some other issues with some short tail stuff that happened when I moved. Some of the chondro yeah. stuff, you know. But the carpets, dude, rock solid. <laughs> it's just like you can't you can't kill them. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, you know? please God. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it, it, yeah. it does. It, it is one of those things where it's like you move the collection, and you don't want to dwell on all the what ifs that could go wrong from you moving mm-hmm. it and everybody and how everyone like you're constantly checking people and things. Like that. I think the first night that I was here with the snakes, I think I went down to the snake room like eight times with my temp gun, just wandering around. Temperatures didn't change, but right, it, yeah. I was totally concerned. So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited to have you know, I mean, I'm kind of excited to be having Carpet Fest and be able to show people some, you know, some some cool carpet. Your collection. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? So like, as far as morphs go and stuff like that, and uh, um, you know, Matt came over the other night, and even then, I I, I don't know, I just. I didn't really get to give them the the whole tour type of deal, but um, you know there was so much more that I wanted to show. Um, but you know it was it was kind of late, and I didn't I didn't want to keep them. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, but uh, right. He's big into the exanic and the granite stuff, so um, oh, right up my alley. So, <laughs> he so likes that are, busy pattern stuff, you know. So is but, he uh, sending you some more? you know, low to the ground chubby snakes and you're sending in some exanic IJ crap or No, I think no, I think I think with me with short tails I'm kinda where I wanna be, you know. Um I think it's only retics now. Oh dude, no, no more retics. You know what I mean? No oh (laughs) no more. Yeah. No. I I can't have uh you know that's the thing, like before we get into carpet python morphs and stuff, but I think that's something that I've said this multiple times and, you know, sometimes you can be really into something and not keep it, mm-hmm. you know, of you course. can appreciate what other people have and not keep it. Um, and not do it. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Um, it's cool to try stuff and see if you like it, but um, you know, sometimes it's, you know, you just, just because, you know, somebody else or somebody that you're friends with or whatever is into something doesn't necessarily mean that that's something that you have to do as well, you know? Um, and I just have the best luck with, with carpet pythons. So, um, yeah, it, well, it, and I, I agree. <laughs> I mean, like, cause there was, uh, what is it? I have a giant love affair with freaking ring pythons. I would love, love, love ring pythons. Yeah. Every ring python I get my hands on somehow I kill. I don't know how I keep doing it, but it's like, so for a while now, I'm like, I'm taking a break from ring pythons until I can feel safe again where I'm not going to kill it. It's like, nope. So it sucks because I would love a pair of ring pythons, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're cool snakes for sure. You know, uh, that would be an example. Mm. I mean, Timors are another one, uh, Poplins, mm. you know, stuff like that. I, but um, I, I need more Timor. I buy more. I mean, one male. 
I don't need, I don't need, I don't need a group of teamwork. Okay. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, when I look at, you know, obviously space and time is always what holds yep. you back from keeping so much stuff, but you know, I, I just, I'm thinking about the future. Uh, you know, obviously we're talking about carpet python morphs tonight, but you know, yeah. I'm going to be doing a lot of double uh, het projects and stuff where you have to hold stuff back and, you know, caramels het this and you know what I mean? Jags het that, mm-hmm. and, you know, when you're trying to do those projects, that's those, they take up space, man. And, uh, yeah, they do. You know, something's got to give. So sometimes you got to make tough choices. And, um, you know, I, I think it's always good to have a little bit of something else that you do. And for me, Anteresia kind of fills that void. I kind of like the Aspidite stuff. And I just love well, olive pythons, dude. I mean, when it comes to mm. a big snake, dude, <laughs> oh, come on, man. They're just awesome. So. I, I I will agree. I love I love my olive pythons, but it's like, and it's also good to have limits. Like I, you, me, Matt, almost everybody who's listening, we're all limited to how many snakes we could possibly own, just by the mere space we can provide them with. So yeah. I can only I can only fit so many cages and racks in my snake room in my basement that I feel comfortable with. Now. What I feel comfortable with might not be what other people feel comfortable with. Like some people might literally fill this thing so I can barely move, but I don't like that. Right. Um, so it's like I I am. It's fun because it's funny because I see the light at that end of that tunnel, where with the next couple cages and racks that I'm building and purchasing, I will have completed basically what I had always set out for this room. And it will expand the number of cages and of uh, uh, tubs that I'll have for animals, but not by a, a whole shit ton. And the thing is, is that I have so many holdbacks and juveniles that are growing that those cages are already filled. I just don't – they're not there yet. So, like, I'm going to put another 32-quart bin in, a 32-quart rack, and that's like five 32-quarts, but – I have six holdback carpet pythons that are growing up. So right. that one's already filled for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's just, that's the way it goes. So, um, and you're right. You're, it, it's like, and I kind of like that I am limited because it keeps me from going crazy. So, uh, I, I <laughs> yeah, I, I know, need, right? I don't need a building or a warehouse. I know when you bought your place, we're out in your backyard and you're like, I could build a building here. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I don't even want to think about what I do with a building. So. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I don't, I, oh man, that would be nuts. But then it comes to the point where it's like, you know, your time, you know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. another factor that uh, for me is, um, is something that sometimes gets in the way. I mean, between, you know, True. my work where I'm working 60 plus hours a week, you know, managing a collection of 200 plus snakes, doing this podcast once a week, you know, it's, have a wife (laughs) you know what i mean it's kind of like i'd uh, like to see her every once in a while it's like yeah yeah, you know um but uh yeah i mean i love it man and uh you know it's it's good to feel excited again about about things and you know just be it in my snake room and 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 being pumped up so do you you think tinley helped with that too because i mean we we talk about that every once in a while where you know if you have a 
if you have a piss poor season or if uh-huh. you're really kind of just plugged out and stressed out, I mean, everyone's only just need like a, a snake vacation or a reptile vacation. You go to somebody else's facility, you go to a big place uh, or, or a big show like Tinley or any of the NARBCs and you hang out with people and you just get recharged. I mean, or even just go into Southern, I went to, we went to Southern Carbon Fest and hearing the stories from some of those guys and stuff like that. It, it, a lot of it is the whole, like, you know, you just feel recharged and regrouped. Do you think Tinley kind of helps out with that? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, hanging out with you guys, that's, you know, that's, that's always awesome. Um, I'm delightful. So, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, hanging out with uh, Rob Stone. That was awesome, you know, uh, to finally actually physically hang out with somebody that you talk to all the time uh, was was really cool. You know, and then other guys like Keith McPeak. Yeah, oh, man. Keith. 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 I, I had to take a sip of water and uh, my tongue got twisted. Uh, Stop trying to drink and talk at the same time. Yeah. And uh, Lon, you know, and, and just hanging out with those guys and, and talking to them and, uh, you know, I don't know, and, and talking to people about not only about snakes, but then, you know, you're talking about something else. Then you're back into snakes and, you know, you just to get to know them on a, on a level, um, I don't know. Uh, it, it's just cool. And it, and it just, it recharges you and it gets you excited when people, other people are excited when you're around people that aren't excited about stuff. I think, you know, cool. the carpet Python morph game and all the price bullshit and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, oh, it God. just kind of bums you out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. and I can totally understand where that could bum you out. I mean, we've talked about it where it's like, if we, we have our back and forth before the show starts and if one of us is bummed, the other one kind of picked each other up, but there are the few shows where we're both bummed and it's like, shit. So <laughs> Yeah. What do we do now? <laughs> what do we do now? So it's, there's that kind of stuff, but it's also good to, uh, if, if you've had, you know, and a lot of things I don't think people talk about a lot is that shit goes wrong and it can go wrong pretty fast and you can get, feel like you're completely underwater uh, yeah. when a breeding season goes sideways on you. And yeah, the problem is that nobody ever talks about issues, problems, or stuff that has arisen. Because um, nobody ever wants to push that stuff out on Facebook, the Internet, public, because they're going to yeah. think that they're going to be seen as a below-grade keeper or something stupid like that. Right. But almost when you get in person and you hang out with people, every once in a while those stories come out, and you start really seeing that no matter how bad your – predicament is i mean we've all had those animals that have dropped dead on us that yep you wanted to list everything in the collection for sale and quit right then and there i mean poison that ivy. totally happened yeah, yeah, yeah. poison and, ivy um you know uh, aurora because when aurora died she was full of eggs so she died and i had to cut her open immediately so it was like oh oh so it was bad all around yeah but, um you have those moments and you know, you're not, Oh, you're not the only one and you're not alone. And that's just something that never ever gets talked about online. But like I said, in person, the stories come out and you find out that, yeah, same thing happened to this guy. This guy did something that one did worse. So it's, you know, don't, don't, 
you know, I know it, it sucks now, but don't sell everything. Stick with it. In a couple months, something really good's going to happen in your collection. You're going to get right back to rejuvenate. So, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, um, down to snake keeping. Um, before we jump into it, uh, I just want to throw out that um, uh, GTP Keeper Radio had a show uh, this past Sunday, mm-hmm. and it was a tribute to Rico Walter. Um, if yeah. you didn't get a chance to listen to that, you should go check it out. Those guys did an awesome job. Uh, they had uh, a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, people come on and, uh, you know, Gary, uh, Julie, um, I think uh, uh, Marshall and Michael all came on and, uh, you know, told stories about Rico and their interactions with them and all that kind of stuff. It was, it was, it was awesome. You know, it was, it was, it was definitely great. a cool show. So. If you have a chance, go go and check it out. It's uh, definitely worth a listen. Um, so I guess before, you know, so I'm going to gear this towards the people that may just be getting into carpet pythons, or I guess this could apply to morph projects in general. And this is something that I learned from listening to ball python breeders. One of the things that I personally would recommend is that I, I've done this now since I started building my collection in 2008. It's now, you know, eight years later. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've made a lot of mistakes in things that I've bought or projects that I thought were cool or impulse buys or stuff like that. And um, it just kind of... Uh, I, I think the one thing that I would say is is that if you're going to do a morph project, number one, realize that if you're buying babies, you know, you have to understand that if you're going to get into a project, I think the reality is, is that the price will probably be lower by the time you produce a clutch. That doesn't 75% mean... 75% lower. Right. So, and that doesn't yeah. that doesn't mean that you're still not going to be able to sell babies. Um I think I think personally one of the things that I think just the carpet python morph community kind of did this past year um when the prices kind of dropped is that everybody was including myself yelling the sky is falling and I started to think about that. And if I was somebody that was trying to get into snakes and Mm. you're telling me that the sky is falling, I'm probably going to say, eh, I probably want to move on to something else and try something else before I want to try these. And, um, I, I think that, um, that was probably not, not smart on our part. If we're trying to grow the community, if that makes sense, right? you know, I think, uh, it does. You know, so you have to understand that. I I think that realistically, I don't think that we want the prices to drop, uh, but um, there is a way to kind of get around that, you know, and I think this is something Mm -hmm. when it comes to morphs that a lot of carpet, you know, the people that have a name when it comes to carpet pythons and morph projects and stuff really have, you know, focused on selective breeding and uh, really have gotten some stellar results uh, because of it, um, as opposed to somebody that's just putting two, you know, snakes together. And, you know, yes, you're going to produce an albino, but 
when you're going to put it next what to kind? somebody else's albino that really has thought about the project and, and mapped it out according to a specific look, I think that, you know, those animals are always going to be in more demand than just your standard, you know, well, pick your we, more. We've been over this, and I love it because we, we talk about this, and nobody ever takes it serious when we come to that, but the case in point is the jungle carpet python. You know, yeah. I can put – somebody can go out and grab a jungle carpet python off a table from any place, any show, and you can grab a pair. Congratulations, right. you got a pair of jungle carpet python. Now, right. you breed those and you sit them right next to Headhunter. Good freaking luck trying to sell your mud brown <laughs> um, yeah. black and, like, ugh, compared to Headhunter stuff. It's like or, – or, you know, Mike Curtin. Um, it's like that, that is, it's not going to fly. So no. if you take the time and you, you, you think it through and you particularly you get the animals that you want. Like if you want to produce jungles – Go out, spend the money, and get some stellar jungles. You're going to be much happier with them than the hundred dollar ones you can grab off of Craigslist. So, right. That's what that's what we're talking about. And we said that because you can see that with other morphs as well. You know, uh, buying the Xanax and making sure you get the really pretty coastal Xanax are going to pay off uh, when you finally start producing. Um, getting uh, the right uh, amount of striping out of your tigers when you're picking out a tiger project. Uh, yeah, going for that one caramel. I think that all is going that all is going to bring your project up even further. So, yeah. The other thing that I would recommend is would be my second on the list of recommendations if you're going to you know yes. dip your toe into the carpet python morph world. I would start with a female. So sort of map out your project, figure out what you're going to do. For instance, let's just say that you're going to do an albino project. um, And for the sake of argument, let's just say it's going to be you're doing with albino crosses. So my recommendation would be to say, okay, I'm going to grab a zebra head albino, a jag head albino, maybe, maybe just a pure Darwin head albino. Um, and I'm going to grab maybe, you know, I don't know, caramel head albino, um, mm-hmm. which is, this is kind of what I did. Uh, and then the, you know, you grow them up a year and then you go and you start working on your mail. Now I know most people, they usually buy stuff in pairs and stuff like that, <laughs> but, um, you know, and this comes from ball Python world, but I think that, um, you know, you buy the female, you grow it up a little bit. Then you go and grab that male, you know, yeah. if you have a, a, a male that can go across a few females, for instance, in that, in that scenario, if you got yourself a pure albino Darwin, um, yeah. you can make crosses and you can make pure Darwin's, al- you know, albinos. Yeah. Well, that's Maybe. the thing. It's like, if you're going to build an albino project, say, say you buy the female uh, and you buy a pure Darwin albino female. And then the next year you buy the boy, but then also you buy like a caramel jag head albino and you buy a this, that head albino. It's like you can start building the projects based on that one albino boy. You can have multiple projects with him. Yeah. So, and also 
you can, when it comes time to buy the boy, you can play to the strengths of the female. So you buy the girl, and she, you're raising her up for a year, and she hits about that year-old mark, and you're starting to look at boys, and you realize she has a ton of yellow. I mean, like a ton of yellow. So mm-hmm. maybe you start looking at pairs uh, to buy the boy from that both mom and dad had a ton of yellow. Right. You know, they were really bright, high contrast. You play to her strengths because that will make the pair even better when you start producing. And, right. And the same, it, it especially goes good with jungles and coastals and things like that because you really start finding out what the color is going to settle into right around the year mark. So, again, it, it, would just, it helps in the long run. Yeah, yeah, I, I I think so. The other, the last thing that um, uh, this again, it depends on your budget. Um, but for me um, personally, I made the mistake of working with uh, a het as far as mm-hmm. on both sides. So the male and female. So for instance, when I first got into the albino project, right? I bought a yeah. zebra head albino, a caramel head albino female, both were females, and I bought a jag head albino male. Kind of the problem with that approach is that, um, you know, and foolishly, again, I'm not made of money. It's not like I have, you know, money that I can just throw and just be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just going to throw it away. Um what I ended up doing is I had a jaghead albino, and by the time that those females were ready to breed, I could afford an albino male. So then that jaghead albino, I, I didn't even breed them. You know you what I mean? And, and yeah, and I, and I got that. You know, and oh. you're gonna work with possets, and who wants to have possets? Exactly. No <laughs> you know one, what I mean? No one likes possets. Like no one. I will actively avoid possets. I'd rather make 100% hats or visuals. I'll never do pot heads. No one likes pot heads. Yeah. It's like, why even try? It, it, and I know that some people are like, oh, it's a cheap way to see if it proves out. But how much of an asshole do you feel when it doesn't prove out? And you're the guy who sold it to them. I mean, right. I would be like, Ugh. Like, listen, it is a common fact that if I don't think a caramel something is pretty enough, I will call it just a caramel. Where some other people would be like, man, I'd call that a super caramel. I won't. You know, I, and I'd err on that side of caution because I'd much rather have you come running up to me at a show going, holy shit, it proved out they're all caramels. They're right. Have you come walking up to be like, yo, what's up? And I'd be kind of like, oh, shit. So that's just how that goes. And, I mean, it, it, it would – dealing with also the market, I mean, buying – Ahead, something while the visuals are out on the market currently, by the time you get them up to breed, the price of the visuals has dropped so far down that it's not within the realm of yeah, they become more affordable by the boy, yeah, right. So, and boys mature after like 18 months if you if you really try. So, you know, I've bred some really small males, um, you know. I mean, we're like, talking like, living in a deli cup. <laughs> like 700 grams males. I mean, for a carpet python, that's small. That's disgusting. So. Yeah. But they're, they haven't grown any bigger. I mean, that's the size that they are. I mean, that has a lot to do with Sometimes the way. Sometimes that just happens. I feed. 
you know, I mean, obviously that, that does have something to do with it. I tend uh, to keep my animals on the small side. I'm finding out more and more that I probably underfeed a little too much than I so, should. Do you remember, you know, that caramel jag I just got from you? Yeah. I may have broken him. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> oh, shit. I went, I'm, I'm feeding everybody and he's like food and I'm like, oh, hi. And I went to give him a medium. And I accidentally grabbed the large, and I like, and before I even realized what the hell I was doing, and that I grabbed the wrong rat, he was on it, and I'm like, shit. Oh Jesus! So he ate that thing, and like, oh my God, it was it was huge. It was huge inside of him. Like he couldn't yeah. freaking move, and I'm like, I broke it. I broke him. I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> He's gonna die. He digested it. He's sitting there. He's looking so happy. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Welcome yeah. to Owen's house. We have <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, I I tend to keep the males leaner, and you know you I have just to, think otherwise they won't breed. I mean, yeah. so I actually didn't want to put too much more weight on him, but I wanted to get him a few more meals because he's going in with one of my big girls. So mm-hmm. I, I'm like, all right, a few more meals <laughs> for winter, and he yeah, ate that giant rat. I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> so it's right. like. I, I got to well, pay more attention when I'm feeding. <laughs> right. That's cool. So, I mean, I don't know I don't know what other tips you got, but that would be my three tips that if you're going to get into, uh, um, you know. If, if you're going to get into morphs, it, 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 know what you want and don't settle. You know, yeah. uh, if you're, if you want Xanax um, and you want, and you keep buying up these Xanax from this one breeder and like you're drooling over them. Call him. Get on the list. Talk to him. Bug him. Mm-hmm. Don't settle. Don't go to the next reptile show and be like, Exotic and buy it. You know, if you want something, go get it. Don't get something like it. Because then you're kind of going to be disappointed. And, you know, it'll take all, it'll suck all the fun out of that project for you. So that would be my suggestion is don't, don't ever settle for, the, the the second best when I, I've never heard of one carpet python breeder ever refusing to sell to you because you're brand new or a no name to the hobby that that that, that never happens trust me right so <laughs> I would do that um, the other thing is also uh, you know build your projects the way you want to build it um, there are way too many people and I've been uh, I've, I've been guilty of this as well, who, when you start out, you just start buying carpet pythons that mm-hmm. intrigue you. And then you're sitting there, and now all the cages that you had set up for projects that you were really excited about are now filled with a carpet python that you don't really need. You know, it's like you, you, you go and you spend 100 bucks on a striped female that isn't that great looking because it was striped and it was at a show and you felt like you needed to walk away with something. You don't ever need to walk away from a reptile show with a snake. Um, If you feel like you need to walk out the door with something, buy food. You're always going to need rodents. So, and then there you go. You spent your money and you get to walk out the door with something. Um, But it's just like, that's, that would be my suggestion. And again, talk to the breeders, figure it out. If you want tigers, talk to the best. Bug Jason Valen. I'll mm-hmm, give you all yeah. his personal cell phone number right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
call him up and say, no, that would be hard. He'd hate me. But um, <laughs> it's, it's do that. And then always have a backup. It's like a, I, I've seen people who build these fantastic trios. That's, that's great. What happens if the void isn't breed? So if you're going to build up this fantastic morph project, like uh, I'm trying to do caramel head Xanax this year. And I have an Xanax male, um, and he's honest to God, the backup to my Xanax Jags because they just aren't ready yet. So he's actually surpassed them in size and is ready to roll. So he's going in there. And if I didn't have him, I'd still be waiting for the Xanax Jags to get ready. So now if this Xanax boy doesn't breed, I have enough caramel males and caramel jag males that I can still turn some clutches out of those caramel females. But realistically, if I'm going to chase down caramel jag head Xanax, I should have a jag head Xanax, and why not have an Xanax male in the background just in case? So build your trio, but then maybe keep an eye peeled for a boy that would be great to plug into your project if one of your males doesn't do his job and you still get, you know, the biggest bang for your buck or you still get close to what you were originally out there trying to get. Because, you know, it's like with this, I'll give a great example with the IJ project, my granites. You know, I, I year after year they fail. And because I don't have any other freaking IJs, I don't know who it is to blame here, the girl or the boy or me. So um, it's, it would be nice to, like, say one year maybe not breed the granite male to her and try to breed him with another female and try to breed her with another male and try to figure it out that way. So, right, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, <clears throat> I think um, – I think there's multiple ways that you can do it. Um, I think that uh, you definitely should uh, think about what, what, what do you, what do you, what are you hoping to produce? Like what is, what is Mm -hmm. this project that you're building? And and really go about it that way. I'm with you with the, uh, with the purchases where you're making the impulse purchase and you're just making a, a purchase based on uh, this is cool, but it doesn't really fit into anything. Maybe sometimes that works out to where you can make it fit into something, but my experience has been that usually that's something that you know you just kind of like, oh, why, you know, why did I, why did I buy this? And somebody that else happens. could probably use it better. And yeah, you know, it's just part of the thing, you know. And you move on from there. Um, so, I mean, oh, man, you're going back eight years. So I'm thinking back 2007, 2008. I mean, at the time, carpet python morphs consisted of a jag, a tiger, a granite. There was an albino, but nobody really had it. Tri-stripe. Uh, there was a tri-stripe. Um, there was a caramel. And obviously, the Xanic was uh, being worked on and was known about. But there, there, those, that group was pretty much it when it came to carpet python morphs. That was out in the mm-hmm. mainstream that you could, that you could get. Obviously, we've done we've done a show on Jags. Um, you know, uh, you could go back and listen to that the Jag show. 
that'll break down the, the history of the show. Jag and all that. There's also the Tiger Show that we've done. We've also done the Caramel and the Red Show. Um, so we're not really going to, dw- you know, dwell too much on on those. Uh, other to say that the Jag, obviously, for people that haven't heard those shows, that is a incomplete dominant trait, fatal, leucistic, uh, is not no matter viable. what you do, no <laughs> right. matter what you do, no right. matter what jag you breed your other jag to, they're all gonna die. The white ones, at least. So <laughs> no, no. Right. I think back then, what was happening is you were trying to make the most yellow jag you possibly could. So, which is why the jungle that, jags were so popular. That this is a you know that's a diamond jungle jag. Ooh. That's a gamma jag. It's this a is gamma. a jungle jag. I just went on and just this is an IJ jag. I mean, to me, when I first saw that, I was kind of kind of locked in. That was is bullwinkle. It, is it bullwinkle? Yeah, oh, and then this bullwinkle. is uh, son of Blink, bullwinkle. Um, so that kind of gives you a palette of you know what you can do with the jags. Then. There's also... Isn't it absolutely hilarious that these patterns and colors were like once so sought after it's ridiculous? Where I'm pretty sure I hatched like four of these this year. Yeah, right. It's kind like of. I got not... pretty close to like I got pretty close to the Bullwinkle shit. So it's like that's so weird. Like these were these were things like they would have been if there had been a calendar they would have been in the calendar every goddamn year. Yes. So yes. absolutely. So, um, you know, I mean, obviously they've been put into uh, multiple different things. Um, You know, there's also Ocelot Jags. Um, There's crazy, uh, you know, uh, crazy stripe stuff and weird patterns and just all kinds of... caramel and, you know. Yeah. uh, So... Yeah. I'm trying to see if I have some pictures of some Ocelot stuff. Even Jag to Green Tree to make the coveted Jag Pondro. Um, <laughs> Easy. There's, and then there's the Red Light Jag. I mean, Jag was the first ever let's put it to everything carpet python. There's an ocelot. So, yeah. Is that one of his extreme ones that he produced last year? Because that thing's sick looking. Um, I'm not sure. I kind of, um, this one's kind of crazy. This is an ocelot jag that, uh, can't, is in Canada. I don't know if you remember this, this one, but, uh, I remember everything, but, um, there's the, I mean, what is it? Uh, ocelot zebra jags or the diamond. What the, oh yeah, I do remember that one. Yeah. The pinkish looking thingy, wasn't it? Yeah. It's just kind of, uh. Kind of crazy looking jag stuff. Um, just to give you an idea of what what has been done with with jags and stuff. Um, Damn. So yeah, I, you I know, mean the, the freaking colored gravel in that picture is trippy. So um, <laughs> yeah, right. Um. So yeah, and then um, I, I did take I did find a picture of a mm. tri stripe. Um, cause I thought that we would maybe, I mean, we've talked about the, um, 
the tiger, but we never really talked about the tri-stripe. So the stripe was one of the first, I mean, it's like what everybody sees in red line where it's like, Hey, genetic stripe. And then stripe that that's really where a lot of the tri-stripe stuff. I mean, that's, that's where it happened with coastal. It was like before Jags, it was, you saw really cool looking coastals and then it was striped coastals. And right. then it was tri-striped coastals because striped coastals had just that one dorsal stripe and then kind of the normal pattern. Tri-striped coastals had the stripes on the side and then the one on the top, hence the freaking name. And then the tigers had that broad back stripe with the better color, which set them apart. So, but stripe and tri-stripe was one of the original morphs. Like those were the, that was actually probably the first morphed carpet python I've ever, I ever purchased is I bought a, tri-stripe female um when i was in college and she was like compared to the tigers and the stripes that i've produced and seen since then she mm-hmm. would be like in the 20 dollar bar 20 dollar bargain bin or something like that like it was she was not an attractive animal but it was mm-hmm. a stripe and oh my god so you know that's a striped jag right Whatever the hell that is. Oh, no, that's some type of ivory ocelot thing. I, I believe that's from Australia. Um, I, I, oh. I randomly just save pictures as I um, see people <laughs> post up some interesting stuff that I think is interesting. Anyway, I guess the tri stripe. Eric just archived everything. So. I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I guess the difference between a tri stripe and a tiger is that back stripe is a little mm. bit thinner, it's not as uh, what I call bald back. And yeah. really about the lineage. I mean, for tigers, it really comes down the lineage for me. Um, I kind of like the look now, of both because I like striped stuff. But I do. Now, uh, but there's a lot of people who I know that have both Balin tigers and the Russian red tigers, and are going to breed yeah. the Russian. I know I do too, and are no. going to breed the Russian red tigers to the Balin tigers. Yep. Would that be anything you'd ever do? Yes. See, I, I think, couldn't. I think that's outcrossing. I think that uh, you need to do that. I, I agree. Think it would still be considered tigers because you can trace it back to that lineage. To me, that's the, the, the name of the game as far as tigers go. So if you have a coastal that's a stripe and you have a tiger that's a stripe, and you're wondering why are they called two different things because it's really the same on a genetic level. The tiger just goes back to that line. That's it. That's the, yeah. for me, that's the only difference. See, but I would see, I, if I were going to do outcrossing, I'd rather take some like the Peterson stripes and cross them with my tigers and my Russians, but then take the, those babies and cross them back to more Russians and more tigers. I want to keep the two lines separate. Yeah, I mean, hey man, that's why there's multiple people doing multiple things. You is know, this, is this one of those you do you boo boo? Yeah, so, you do yeah. you boo boo. Okay. You do you boo boo. Uh, yeah. But that's that's just my. You and I are going to fight about that later. But I mean, it's like it's one of those things where that's where I would go with the project, and that's where I intend to go with the project. Um, right. Because I have tigers, and I have now um, Kyle gave me those, or uh, I got from Kyle those Peterson stripes. Right. And so now I have stripes, tigers, and Russian reds. And I'm like, yes, slowly building the striped empire. So it's like that would be something cool to have is those three things on the table 
completely unrelated to each other. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. When it comes to stripes, as far as coastals go, I mean, I have M Pen, Peterson, Tigers, uh, Russian Tigers, Citrus Tigers. You know, sky's the limit when it comes to that kind of stuff. But um, I just. I keep getting this thing in my head of one of my little tiers where like it's an exanic tiger next to an albino tiger, next to a Russian tiger, next to a normal tiger, next to like a Peterson strike. And it's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, excellent. <laughs> forget, forget the Peterson super caramel tiger. I mean, that would just have that whole little gambit like right there. And I think it'd be a beautiful sight. So yeah. One day. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, then the the Exanic, the Caramel, the Zebra came along. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Exanic Coastals, um, I think kind of were poo-pooed at first. I think that people really didn't they were. understand what they were about. Um, but uh, I think once people started uh, seeing them crossed into things like JAG and, and well, you know, stuff along those lines. You got some more refinement, and you got to see some really, like, through the first couple of breedings, you had some okay exanics, but then you started getting, like, well, they took the best one. You started seeing holdbacks spread to holdbacks, and you started seeing prettier exanics. So, and I love coastal exanic checks. I should. I have two of them. So, <laughs> um, but it's like, and but everybody else is like, man, I love them exanic IJs. And... It was like, you also got to understand is that when these morphs did come out on the scene, Exanic was probably only the third real, like, morph in Coastal. But Zebra was, like, the first one in Jungle. So everybody who was into Jungles but had a little bit of a problem with breeding a Jungle to a Jag, which... um, I, 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 you know, looking at jungle jags now, you're like, there was a problem with that. Some people did. Um, they all left it to zebras because then you could have pure, a pure jungle morph. So, uh, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting an email. While I'm, I just was, just Stop looked at my phone. Email. Whoever's emailing Eric, knock it off. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Nah, nah, it's cool. Um, so, Exanic Jag. So, I'm trying to find a picture. I think it just cleans it up. Um, yeah. Trying to see if we can so, find. I think I got uh, one of mine. I can post up one of mine. Do you got a picture? I think I got, yeah, I think I got a picture of Maverick on here somewhere. Yeah, Hang on. go for it. Start talking. I'll start looking. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so Exanic. Um, what has Exanic been crossed into as far as uh, Exanic Tigers were just produced this past year by uh, Paul? Um, yep. Uh, let's see. You have the Exanic Jag. Obviously, it's been bred in with the Caramel, which uh, produced the Ghost. Uh, I believe Casper was the first one to actually produce that. Um, really? And I'm going to show you the difference between uh, – I'm going to post this up but I'm going to show the difference between uh, an Exanic and a Ghost as far as Jag goes. Um, 
Here we go. You can see how, you know, how much mm-hmm. cooler. There you go. Um, yeah, it's a good picture. Yeah, because you got them side by side. That's always cool. Uh, I think I should probably have some more ghost and ghost combos and stuff. Um, yeah, here we go. This is uh, pictures of Maverick. This is ridiculous. So, this is a ghost yeah, jag. Oh. Which is uh, which is pretty stellar. Oh, dude, that's disgusting looking. Um, and also beautiful. This is a ghost jag from uh, Wayne Larks in Australia. This is one of the. I can't wait uh, for that. I can't wait for it to get to that kind of stuff. That's awesome. This one here, which is nice as well, uh, stellar animal. Um. But yeah, I mean, that's kind of when you're in that vein, um, you know, you're kind of crossing those together. They all come from the coastal, coastal stuff. Mm-hmm. So when you're making, uh, you know, working with caramels, jags, tigers, exanics, you're all working with, you know, uh, coastal animals. What you have to watch with the exanic though is that some people have crossed it. Um, we've seen stuff like uh, Exanic Zebras, Exanic Super Zebras, Exanic Zebra Jags, Exanic, uh, what else? Um, trying to think. Um, Exanic Granite Jags, Exanic Granite. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to watch, number one, that you're not getting across if you want to work with pure stuff. And number two, um, there's also IJ Exanics. So, yeah. The two lines, both Exanic in the Coastal and Exanic in the IJ, um, are both compatible with each other. Uh, although I think that the consensus is, is that with the Exanic IJ, nobody will ever be 100% sure uh, that it's quote-unquote pure. But the lineage and the time frame and everything traces back to say that those are not uh, coastal exanics. So, you know, that's that's something that you have to decide on for yourself. I personally mm-hmm. think that the IJ exanic is a little more uh, colorful when it comes to working it into combos, but, you know, uh, you, be the, you be the judge. Um, Sorry that took so goddamn long, but there's an exanic jack. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. More pictures. <laughs> so, uh, um, so yeah, I mean, oh, man, I'll I'll try to throw all those different exanic combos that I just talked about over on it, um, it, chat. We should, throw, we should throw a bunch of stuff on the uh, uh, Morelia Python Radio Facebook page. So that everybody can check all that crap out. So, but it's the combinations have been ridiculous, and it's only going to get even more involved. So, uh, it's it, it's like you got to understand is that with every new morph comes new combos. So, yeah. Um. I know if you go over to pick of the week or not pick of the week, if you go over to um, 
uh, our uh, website, MoreliaPythonRadio.com. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to see uh, the morphs that we're talking about um, because I have it pretty much um, all up there. Yeah, all up there of everything we just said. That's probably the easiest way for me to grab pictures because I already have that hooked up. Yeah, so if you go over to our website and then you go to uh, Morphs of Morelia and then you click on the Carpet Python spot, you will be able to go in to see all the different um, uh, morphs of Carpet Python. So there has been Super Caramel Jags, um, Caramel Jags, Caramel Tiger Jags. These are all going back. I'll see if I can take the shot of all three of them at once. Try to share that. Um, Caramel Tigers have been made. You know, one combo that I think it's overlooked a lot is just a straight Tiger Jag. I hope that they don't get Mm -hmm. lost because I'm going to put that up now um, over in the chat. Here's some coming at you. This is a straight-up tiger jag. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. That's, yeah. That's oh, a pretty that's stellar awesome. animal. Oh, that's the – isn't that <laughs> the know? super – Yeah. the super tiger jag? Yeah, it's, well, it's a normal tiger jag. Everybody. Yeah, back in the day, um, so you may see – you may hear people – super. Yeah, so they always thought that um, a uh, a tiger was a codom or incomplete dominant, and if you bred – uh, tiger to tiger, you would get what they called a super tiger, um, mm-hmm. but you know that was that was Which early. Was early striped, yeah, right. And then if you there was uh, for a moment in time they took a tiger and they bred it to a normal coastal and they got these, and they called this a lesser tiger. Yes. And guess what, everyone? It's a normal fucking coastal. So <laughs> it has. But the important thing is that it, what's in it is that it has striped lineage, so it can throw striped babies. That's Trinity. She's one of my baby girls, and she throws some of the most spectacular tigers and jags ever. And you wouldn't know that because you're looking at her. She's got no stripes, no nothing, but every single one of her babies is a bald back if bred to the right male. So Right. Because she has striped tigers in her line so they called those lesser tigers and they got an extra 25 bucks out of owen so but (laughs) that's so what they did is after they made the tiger jag they took a tiger jag and they put it to a tiger and all that really did was really reduce the tiger jags even more but of course what they called it was a super tiger jag then they I think the end result was they took a super tiger jag and they bred it to another tiger to make they said they were gonna make all super tiger jags. Ooh, look all the exanic prettiness. So Yeah. I don't know if they ever got there. I think Will Leary got out of it before they got to that point. I think it was one of the last clutches he did. So Right. I think I have a picture of my girl too, uh, Exanic Zebra. Um, the Exanic Zebra stuff uh, is uh, 
is definitely one of my favorite uh, combos. I think the um, Xanax Zebra Jag is probably uh, is pretty stellar. Um, it is amazing how clean they get. Um, I'm trying to find a picture of my Xanax Zebra, uh, but so yeah, in Australia, um, which they I, have I would have, Xanax, yeah, yes, and I think Roger Lester was um, uh, the guy that kind of put them on the map, and mm-hmm. here is a picture. From his website um, of an exanic jungle. Um, so the possibility is that eventually there you, you could make uh, exanic zebras that were pure, quote unquote, jungles, um, which is pretty cool, you know. Uh, the idea that is, is pretty cool, very cool. I, I think. Um, let me try to get out of here. Uh-huh. You know, what, <laughs> you know what I absolutely. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going through pictures. You know what I absolutely love is this. Just a simple super caramel jag. Yes. Yeah. Hard to beat. Mm. No, I can't. Yeah, it's hard to beat, man. Um, yep. I'm, I'm going to share this I for people. <laughs> That's your baby. That's what Taisha. Yep, one of them. Yep. But it's like it, it's it, it's there are certain carpet morphs that obviously you get into it and you absolutely love them, which is why I said find your thing and do what you love. So. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to share this story of the Xanax Zebra. There you go. And, uh, I mean, the Xanax Jungle from Australia. I'll take you to his website, and you can check out the story behind that. Um, but, uh, yeah, definitely cool. So those guys down in Australia are pretty lucky because they're going to be working with uh, pure Xanax Zebras. That's uh, pure jungle. I would love to see the comparison between their – uh, Exanic Super Zebras and our Exanic Super Zebras because obviously you see the comparison from uh, anything that would involve a hypo and caramel. Right. And you can obviously tell that there's certain things that caramel can get you close, but it can't get you to where hypo is. So I'm almost expecting to see if coastal Exanic could get you close to where Exanic Jungle can, but not quite. So... Yeah, it's almost like how it's almost like how an eighty-eight percent diamond jungle can get you close to a diamond, but doesn't quite get you there. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to now. One of my favorite combos. Now, this is where we're working with the um, Exanic IJs. Uh, this is an Exanic the only IJ I like. Be- granite. Well, the thing is that you've taken an IJ that, you know, is like earth tones, and then you've made it like silver. So you've taken everything I kind of don't like about an IJ and made it pretty. So, you know, 
<laughs> nice. Well, there was the first time you showed me your exanic granite, and I'm like, oh my god. Or was it? Yeah. You know, was it your exanic zebra? Exanic granite? zebra. What the hell was it? It was exanic zebra. Okay. Kind yeah. Like an exanic granite, but you have exanic granites, right? Is this actually a picture of your exanic granite? No, I have. Uh, I do not have exanic granites. That that is um, Raphael's uh, picture. Um, I do like but, it. But uh, it's, it's very beautiful pretty. animal. Beautiful, beautiful animal for sure. Exanic granite jags. You get some. An, well, I'm going to make some. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, here's another picture. Exanic granite. Um, I'll share this one real quick. So basically an exanic granite is uh two recessive, double recessive. Um, you know, so you need again, heads or double heads. You got to make double yeah. heads and, uh, yeah. Beautiful Stop animal. This... I'm wrong, but have we made snow granites yet? Snow granites? No. Snow granites. Okay, because we made albino granites, correct? Albino granites, yes. I have a okay. picture of it. So I guess the ne- oh, the next logical step would be crossing the exanic granites with the snow. What the hell is that? That's the exanic granite jag. I'm sorry, I put on there uh, exanic jag. <laughs> oh yeah, that's when it was teeny, and all its colors didn't make any sense on its little body. Yeah. Yeah. Baby, when people understand baby carpets when they're born will have patches of light-colored scales mixed with dark-colored scales, and they will almost appear somewhat piebald. Give them a couple sheds, everything will even out. So, um, but yeah, that, that thing was freaky. Anyway, so I guess so, the next thing would be would it make snow granites. I assume that's on someone's agenda somewhere. So this would be a caramel granite jag. Uh, caramel exanic granite jag. Caramel oh my God. exanic granite, granite jag. Jag. So then, if we've already done caramel exanic granites, the next step for them would be. Wait, uh, we already got there. Wait. Um, so it would be, I would say ghost, but isn't ghost just a caramel exanic? Whoa. That has Jag in it. I didn't put Jag in the title. Um, Freaky. Now that's See, Paul and then Harris. The next question, when, when you have a title that long, do you just make up a new morph name? Or do you have to label it all out? Or can we call it um, the hippopotamus yet? Or do we need more things involved? <laughs> I personally am a fan of calling it what's in the snake. Um, Eventually. Eventually, when you have everything in there, it has to be called the hippopotamus. I don't care who does it, but someone has to. When it's like an exanic caramel albino zebra jag granite hypo, like just someone call it a hippo, please. So this would be an exanic caramel granite, a.k.a. ghost granite. Ghost and you can see the difference between Ooh. the one above, which has the jag in it, and the one that doesn't yeah, have the jag in it. Yeah, more of a busy pattern, yeah. 
Yeah. It's so, weird. We've got a lot of that black on there. It's weird. Trippy. So, if you remember, okay, so here's one of my favorite combos, and it is the the Granite Super Zebra. Um, is it the one that looks like a Mac? Yes. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Uh, how I feel about this animal. <laughs> Don't hate. <laughs> but, but it's weird because I hated it, and then we saw the one at Tinley, and it wasn't that bad looking. So it's like maybe it's one of the ones you just need to see in person. Well, I think – so I'm going to post this picture up here. But I want to show you how this animal, will, you know, will – uh, comes along. So this is the uh, granite super oh, zebra. Jesus. Yeah. But yeah, the granite super zebra. Yeah. Remember the picture. Uh, if I can find oh, it, in Tinley. Look yeah. how dark it is as a baby. Yeah, they're very very dark. So all the yellow doesn't come in until later. Yeah. So if you take that idea with the ghost and you look at, you can see, maybe you can kind of get an idea of how that will progress on those ghost granite and ghost granite jag, you know. Um, I think that's pretty cool. That's that's one of my uh, one of my favorites. Um, so I have a few of mine. Uh, that I'm gonna try to find the uh, picture. So now we're gonna get into with like some granite combos and stuff of stuff that's been made. There's been and, and uh, most of these are recessive. Most of these are double recessive trait because granite is recessive, exanic right. is recessive. But then you throw in the code, the incomplete dominance of caramel. So. You can kind of get – you kind of also got to know how these things are going to work. So you know what you're pairing with what. Otherwise, you might it might take you a few generations to get to where you're trying to go. Yep. I mean, if you want to save time, obviously the best way to go is to, um, you know, uh, <laughs> get somebody that's already made the double heads and all that kind of stuff. You buy uh, the double heads, yeah. We'll save you – we'll definitely save you time. Um I have so this is an exanic, just a straight exanic IJ. Um, this is my male, complete receptive uh, animal. And this is pure IJ. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of get an idea of that. Then um, we talked about exanic. Uh, zebra, which okay, this is what I was looking for. So this is a straight granite. Um, this will give you an idea. Uh, granite uh, right there. Then we add in um, the caramel. Uh, which is this one? No, that's granite zebra. It, so it's 
funny, you also got to think about every time you do one of these breedings and these pairings, you get the morph you're looking for, but then you get the extra stuff. So it's like when you're chasing morphs, also understand that, you know, everybody, you don't hatch, uh, if you have 10 eggs, you don't hatch 10, you know, granite jags. You maybe hatch two. So, you know, there's going to be everything else there too. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. That uh, so this is a granite zebra. That's mm-hmm. the granite and the zebra together. Uh, right. Then this is a granite caramel zebra, and you can see what the caramel does uh, to the to the girl. And that's a close up shot of her. It depletes the black a lot. I mean, caramel. That's what it kind of does. So each morph add something new, which is, again, why you got to start with, you got to start with good-looking animals on all your morphs and all your sides, because say I have a caramel that has a lot of black on it, and I breed it into these zebra projects and stuff like that, I'm now adding more black than I should. So, you know, pay yeah, that def- good stuff going in. You definitely want to be aware of uh, what you're, uh, because, you know, um, Sometimes you can be trying to do something, and in the long term, you're 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 pulling from both sides. You know what I mean? And it kind of. So this is an exanic zebra. This is my female that uh, that I got. Um, Just so you can see uh, what just the straight exanic zebra looks like. which I kind of am a fan of. I, I like them a lot. So, I mean, that just shows you the exanic and the granite and how they kind of, you know, look. There's some other combos, which if you get into like, uh, um, which I'm going to share now, uh, which this is kind of a direction that I'm going in. Um, so if you look at something and just the, when you start crossing subspecies sometimes you get these really awesome looking animals that are just just hets um so this Mm -hmm. is a caramel jag het granite um if i can find her yeah there she is um so i'm going to put her over in the chat real quick once again Uh, uh if you guys are listening to this after the air and you're not on the chat, you can go to, what is it, MoreliaPythonRadio.com. Mm-hmm. And we have a list of all these morphs and pictures, so you can go ahead and follow along um, and check out all the different morphs that we're talking about there. Yes, most of them are Eric's animals, because apparently mine are ugly as sin. So, um, so <laughs> That's know, not true. <laughs> that. So. Um. So, oh, yeah, we, we talked about the albino granite jag, yeah. right? Didn't we mention yeah. that? I, mean, I thought we did that, somewhere. We've mentioned a lot of uh, granite stuff. So, I have a granite. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm included. So, yeah. um, um, where's that at? Uh, granite. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> then we have stuff like the the caramel and caramel 
granite, which this I'm mm-hmm. a huge fan of, and then the caramel granite jag. So caramel uh, granite and caramel granite. You jag. had a you had a lot of caramel zebra jags, right? Or two of them, right? Yep. Okay. I really like the look of those. I think it, you know, it uh, it really makes uh, that cool. Yeah, um, it, it brightens up the color. Again, if you can take an IJ and just make its color better, it's actually appealing to me. So <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, digs in with you. Yeah, I know. It's all right. Um. Uh, let's see. So, I'm. Tra- I know we're kind of jumping all over the place, which is. I mean, that's, that's pretty much it when it kind of comes to the colors and morphs you can add to to a granite. I mean, uh, well, there is a super caramel granite, which that's what I was trying to look for. So uh, super caramel granite is just going to be kill almost all the black on that granite animal, which it, it now when you get into certain morphs, does it kind of deplete from the original base morph? Like if I took a granite and took away all its black, wouldn't that kind of defeat the purpose of like, or what the appeal of a granite is that kind of busy pattern, speckly craziness without that black, does that take away from it a lot? Or is it just still just a really nice, pretty busy pattern thing? Say that again. The when you're putting the if I if if I took away the the point, a super caramel granite, right? Will obviously take away most of the black on a granite animal. Does that take away from the pattern? Is it less appealing because the black isn't there? Is it kind of like would a caramel granite be more popular because it has that contrast of the bright caramel color and the black? Or uh, do I have no idea what I'm talking about and it's a kick-ass looking animal? Well, here's the Super Caramel Granite Jag, uh, which will give you an idea of what you're talking about. Mm, uh, there's, you know, it's got, that. that's a, a lot of black, but it's in the right areas, like the head now, and the neck and in between the scales kind of deal, kind of like that little patchwork. So. Yeah, the thing you want to remember with it, if you remember, granite jags kind of have like this black fishnet that kind of goes over them. Um, yes. You know, uh, that really hasn't been cleaned up too much, but, um, no. you know, uh, I don't know. I kind of like it, but I can see where peep, some people wouldn't like that, you know. It's um, almost like it's almost like tipping in the yellow of a jungle. There's some now, people who are like, it's awesome. There's some people who hate it. Then there's like some people who will kill you for even suggesting it. So, right. So, it, this doesn't if, do anything for me. If you kind of look at, so I'm going to post up a picture of my Super Caramel Zebra Jag just to give you an idea of the difference between what the granite does. Um, so, this is a Super Caramel zebra jag which sort of still has that busy pattern um you quiet over there in australia we're gonna make you jealous as all humanly possible so 
because you do it all the time. So see how it doesn't so have that zebra. black? That's a super because caramel I, zebra now, deck. Now, is that because zebra? Like, are, you, are, we, are we purposely saying that the zebra is what takes away from that black lattice work or fishnet from the granite? Uh, yeah, I think that's the difference, yes. I would say that's the difference. I'd say the zebra right. cleans it up. Yeah. Which is weird because when I think of a zebra, I don't think of anything like clean. It's a very busy, patterned animal. So right. it, it's just it's one of those things where sometimes genetics are weird, and you don't ever expect it to do that, but it does. Yeah. You know? So I mean, yeah, that's a super clean, super clean animal. Um, it is. So, oh, man. So if you go over to again. If you're following along on Morelia Python Radio, um, this is a uh, – trying to get the website. Here we go. Um, we get into uh, caramel stuff. So, like, caramel zebra, super caramel zebra, caramel super zebra have all been done. Um I'll post these over and share that. Uh, you know, here you go. So the first one is a caramel zebra. The second one is a super caramel zebra. So you can see how the pattern sort of, you know, came down a little bit. It's still mm-hmm. pattern. But, and then the bottom one is a caramel super zebra. So uh, kind of gave it more of a golden, but look how it has that stripe going down the side. If you can, you see that, you see what I'm talking about? Yeah, and that if you look at it real closely, on its head, yeah, yeah, like almost like a rosy boa. Yeah, almost like a rosy yeah. boa type of thing God. on the uh, side pattern there, uh, which is cool. For those of you who aren't aware, Eric's new stick obsession is rosy boas. Expect Not really. the Boa episode to somehow creep in at some point soon. <laughs> so. um, but uh, let's see what else. What else yeah, are we forgetting? So, so, but now, but it's like with the with Super Zebra, and this is something that has always kind of been with me. Now, uh, a normal Super Zebra, we're talking jungle pure Super Zebra. It's a yellow snake. When you start mixing other things in it, you start seeing like the faint hints of a pattern. In certain things, like that stripe going down that one's at, that one. So, could you see some pattern kind of cross in with some of this stuff? Um, yeah, I guess you. I don't know, man. You know, um, faint pattern. I mean, I guess I guess it just depends on the genetics and how strong that gene is, and which one overrides which one. You know, I mean, um, yeah. I don't think that like anybody a, like a, thought. The super zebra granite would turn on. out the way it did, but uh, true, <laughs> you know. Um, like, but so my thing is that if somebody took a, it's hard for jag you and to a think. Zebra jag, it <laughs> yeah. is because yeah. it, it hurts me. Um, if, somebody <laughs> took a zebra jag, if somebody who I know has two caramel zebra jags, right, of opposite sex, bred them together. You'd get that guy down at the bottom, correct? Caramels. If you had caramel zebra jag and caramel zebra jag? Yes. 
You get a super you caramel possibly, zebra, potentially. You could possibly hit a super caramel super zebra. You could hit super caramel zebras. You could hit caramel zebras. You could hit super caramel zebra jags. You could hit super caramel super zebra jags. Yes. Which I believe right. that I hit on in that one year, okay, but right. unfortunately one, it, it died. Well, his chest was like bursting through him. But anyway, the super yeah. caramel super zebra jag. That hurts your soul yeah. to say, doesn't it? it does. <laughs> um, but, so, but that potentially because you now have the zebras and the jag and the caramel all mixing together, would that be, I think that would be the one that wouldn't truly be a patternless animal. It would give the illusion of being a patternless animal, but like, like that guy down there, it's got a stripe or something like that just through different shades of color. You uh, think that would be it. Now would that, would you kind of attribute that to the Jag or the caramel fighting in there or what? I would say that the Jag cleans it up just like it does. I think the Jag reduces the black, intensifies the yellow. Uh, I think the super caramel, um, will give it that golden hue, which is maybe why you see that stripe in that caramel super zebra. Uh, yeah. Does that make sense? It's kind of like, that's just, part of me thinks that's just trying to, that, that's like the remnants of the Jag trying to organize some semblance of a pattern. So could be, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely could be. Um, I thought Fighting I had a picture. Through. I thought oh, I had a little freak baby. Yeah. But I can't find it. Um, so. That's another thing that people need to understand when they're doing morphs. You're going to get the cast off non what you're looking for, and you may run into some weird shit. I mean, there might be something that comes out of that egg that you're like, what the hell? So, <laughs> yeah. Talking two heads. Uh, everybody, do you say if you ever had a show, a big show, and you managed to sit down with somebody like Todd, Carrie, Nick, uh, probably Paul, um, and you just ask them like the weird stuff, they will start telling you some of the weird stuff that's coming out of an egg that they never expected or was the weird combination of a gene. I think, didn't Nick this year produce? Like all the forms of of uh, uh, super jag that you could think of, like caramel super jag and like all that other stuff. I, I he and I were talking about it last year, and I told him to line them all up and take a picture so that we could figure out if there was any <laughs> difference between dead white one to dead white one to dead white one to dead right. white one. So it's like you know that. So, I don't know. I, I think we'll have to talk to him about that later. But um, yeah, I can't. That's weird. I thought I had a picture of that. I guess I don't. I guess I you did not. It from your memory. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought that would be one that I would have saved, but apparently... yeah, and that's something that uh, we're talking about projects and building breeding projects and stuff like that. If you are if you are uh, of the faint of heart. 
you might not want to do this because there have been certain babies where, you know, the humane thing is to just let them go, like let them shuffle off their mortal coil. I mean, I had ones born without a face. I had, uh, you know, ones born with two heads, stuff like that. So, Oh, sure. Um, I'm trying to, uh, yeah, I guess I can't find it. So, um, let's see, what else do we got? Um, so man, the list of stuff that has been done is, is kind of crazy. Um, we talked about tiger jags, granite jags. Uh, we hit on albino. No, we didn't hit on albino jags, but, um, that was one of the first combos that was done with the albino. But it's an albino, yeah. The the difficult was. that was the difficult. Oh, go ahead. Well, of course it was. It was the, the the original thing was crossing jag with everything. And right. I'm pretty sure the first thing they did when albino Darwin's hit the U.S. was breed it to an IJ. So that happened. So the first the first albinos ever born in the United States were mutts. They were mixes. Uh, produced by Chris Proctor, and then shortly on his heels, after everybody went gaga over his albinos and spent a crap ton of money on them, the true Darwin albinos arrived. So it was like, oh. So that's kind of how that whole went, but shortly after the true Darwin albinos arrived, they were crossed the Jags, and you had your Jag head albinos produced. So it was literally like the second thing albinos were ever bred to other than Darwin's was, uh, I believe it was a, was it a coastal jag right off the bat or was it an IJ jag? Uh, I think, I'm not sure. I want to say it was an IJ, but I'm not a hundred percent on that. Me too. I want to say um, it was an IJ jag first and then somebody bred it to a coastal jag because they didn't yeah. have an IJ jag or something like that. So, it, it basically goes back to the thing of uh, a lot of times when a new morph pops up, a lot of the guys who are already deep seated into the car were deep seated in the carpet community had first crack at these things, and they purchased one or two animals, and if they purchased a baby boy, they didn't have another Darwin to go with him, and he got old enough so they talk, chucked him in with their coastal or their IJ. And then eventually when other Darwin hets became readily available, that's when they went back and started producing pure Darwins. So, but by then, new morphs are out and it was time to cross it with something else. So. Yeah, here's an albino jag. Uh, this is my breeder male. Um, Dex, Dex, whatever the hell his name is. Oh, wait. <laughs> I, I put up a thing of uh, Wayne's uh, caramels and caramel crosses. Uh, that was the first group there. You can see his names on all those pictures. Uh, that's what they're kind of doing in Australia with the ghost stuff and the caramel hypo stuff and just amazing stuff. And then the very last picture is my all albino of jack. All things are pretty. Yeah, man. He's doing some <laughs> amazing stuff, man. Uh, uh, this is this is an albino zebra jag that was actually produced from that albino jag. Um, I'd kill for that hypo coastal. 
kill him. I'd kill you. So, <laughs> Take me out. Uh, I'd, oh, in a, in a heartbeat. But yeah, that little baby, oh, is that albino zebra? Albino zebra jag. Okay. It, you had such a hard time when they were born about finding the goddamn pattern on those pink little devils. Well, like, yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say that. It's uh, very, very difficult with albino stuff uh, because when it comes out, it's all kind of looks the same. Um, you have to wait for it to grow up a little bit to figure out what the hell you're looking at. Yes. So. <laughs> yes. Until uh, you get some kind of pattern coming in. Uh, I still find that um, – oh, by the way, here's uh, – here's, actually, this is the animal that I gave to Matt. Um, we're we're backtracking a bit, but this is a tiger jag. Has there, there been, been hypocarmels hypo- yet? Uh, yes, yeah. I believe they've done that in Australia. Um, I think that they're amazing. kind of um, – I think that the red, the caramel, and the hypo are all kind of the, what would they call that, allelic? Allelic, is that it? Kind of in the same. That sounds like a Nick word. Yeah, let's do that. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Um, It's all the same alleles in the genes, just the intensity. And what I've said before is that hypo is at the top of that chart, and it can go from level, like, Five to level ten, and then you have caramel, which can go from like level four to level like nine, and then you have red that can go from one to like eight. It's like, and they can all go across each other and all that stuff of that, and they have been bred to that kind of stuff. If a caramel breeds to a hypo, would it they be super? No, um, you'd end up having a caramel head hypo. Or I think like they would it, look it, super. They'd look super, but I don't think they technically call them super. I don't think they call them super until you've got two from either side. The hell is that? Crazy caramel uh, albino. Oh, you've now gone sideways on the conversation. Good job. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think uh, they've done anything. Well, I don't think they call them supers until you've got two of the same thing. So if you took a caramel hypo and a caramel hypo, they call it a super caramel super hypo. Something like that. So, yes. How they can this, tell the difference, I have no freaking idea. So, let's hug the, the Wayne on that one and get back to people. This is an albino granite jag. Um, that was produced by Ollie. Um, this is an albino zebra just to give you an idea of what it looks yeah. like as an adult. Um, I, I'm kind of a fan of this. It's hard to tell when they're babies what's what, but I like the way the pattern is with the albino. Um, and I do like how nice it looks as an adult. Um, and obviously this one is an adult because she is on eggs. And that's Paul Harris's I would hope so. Girl. Um, you see that's a zebra? Albino zebra, zebra, right? Heavy pattern zebra. Yeah, and this this is uh, uh, one of Hesham's albino caramels. Um, uh, You can see how what the caramel 
I don't know about that project. Um, me personally, I kind of think that it's kind of hard to tell. Uh, I have a couple that I think are, you know, sun glows, if you want to call it that. Um, I'm, I don't know. I just, uh, well, now here's something interesting and it's the same kind of argument we get into when we talk about, uh, caramel exanic. Okay. Is, would you call a caramel albino a sun glow? I personally think that a caramel albino, uh, shouldn't be called a sun glow because if you look at other snakes, a sun glow is a hypo and an albino. So the fact that we have a hypo coastal, um, yeah. to me, that would be the sun glow. And I think that would be a little more intense. Uh, but I could be, I could be totally wrong with that. That's just a guess. Uh, I would call the other ones, albino caramels. I would call the hypo and the uh, albino sun glows and you know i don't know what's going to happen when you have albinos and reds um i think that they're going to be more along the lines of like what you would see with a lipstick boa like albino lipstick i think that's the lane the line um yeah i think they're going to be insane uh so i would obviously, agree it's like <sighs> I mean, it, it's one of those things you go back and forth. People call them ghosts or people will call them sunglows, but then it's like, it, it's not too huge of a leap to imagine that hypo will eventually become readily available in the United States and be bred into a project we currently have going on here. Yes. And then what do you call those things? True ghost and true sunglow? It's kind of stupid. So, yeah. And it kind of is, you get the difference. So it's like, I'm glad we're kind of moving into the caramel albinos and the caramel exanics as opposed to the ghost and the hypos uh, or ghost and the sungalos because it's, I believe they will be different enough that you can see it just by looking at them. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, sorry, sending an email. Uh, let's see. What else have we hinted on? Snow stuff. Okay. Snow, so, yeah, I'm interested to see, because I haven't really kept up on what the hell has been made into a snow recently. I know we got snows. I know we got snow jags. Uh, no, I don't think snow jags were produced yet. Damn it. At least um, not made to the public. Yeah. I would like. I would like for somebody who is in Australia is working with the Albino Coastal Project to give us an update or anybody who knows because like my dream is that Albino Coastals will somehow get into my hands and I can stop with this mixing bullshit and just have my own <laughs> your now. Albino mixing <laughs> I know so Hurt. this was one that I saw and is this what's crazy about um, the difference between what we're working with here in the States and what they have in Australia. Mm-hmm. This is a caramel zebra that was from Australia and uh, Jared Sharp's animal. Um, 
I just remember looking at it and saying, "Wow, that's wild." You know, that's a that's a zebra, caramel zebra, caramel zebra. Looks almost granite. It's a very very busy pageant pattern on the zebra. Insane. Yeah, I kind of like it. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. So somebody somebody took a jungle and made it into an IJ. Of course you like it. So this is a zebra tiger jag, which is uh, what a zebra tiger jag. Did you produce that? No. Oh, I do. Oh God. I do oh, have God. one. <laughs> um, but that is not my animal. I That's I did produce. What you wanted out of them though. Like every, yeah. that, that's always what you wanted out of them with the stripes. Yep. Pinstripe snake. Pinstripe. Like pinstripe ball python. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to have to go into the reunion show or the uh, anniversary show. Now, this is the <laughs> albino version of that. Or... Tiger Jag. Yes. Now, where are these animals produced? Is this a European line? That's Paul Harris. Okay. Because Paul's got the jungle stuff. He actually, or he had tigers. He actually had tigers ported from Balin. Uh, so it is U.S. line tigers. But it's almost like seeing that they're doing really funky things over in the U.K. with his stuff. Um, he's like better caramel tigers than I do and stuff like that. And it's like, God damn it, we're from the same goddamn blood. It's like, <laughs> my, my tigers are siblings to yours. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Right, no, but that's the albino tiger, zebra, jag, schmingy, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna call it Joe. That's Joe. Hi, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, here's a super. Uh, this is um. Believe so. This is a caramel granite jag. It's killing me. Oh, <laughs> but this is a caramel little bit granite. older. Okay. Um, just to give you, so you can see what happened with that black. You see all that, all that fish netting stuff came in. Mm-hmm. Like really hardcore. Now I, I, I like that busy pattern, but it's like. Mm, I also kind of don't at the same time. Like, if you were somebody who hated tipping in jungles, this is like your nightmare snake. It's, like, covered in tipping. It's, like, all over the freaking place. Right. Um, this is an exanic granite zebra jag. Exanic granite zebra jag. What the holy hell Oh my God! It looks like a blackhead body. Yeah, someone chopped the head. Someone <laughs> chopped the head off of a blackhead and slapped a tiger jag's head on a blackhead's body. Oh my effing God! We're yeah. making other snakes at this point. <sighs> you now, imagine if it nice... had like a black. Imagine if it had like just a blackhead, <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> People would be losing their freaking minds, and it's like, but it's just like that. It is pretty though. This, this is an is a is a nice animal, caramel tiger jag. 
I think those three genes work well with each other. Um, they do. They play. They play with each other. So, they play well with each other. So nice because you keep the black on the head that gives you the nice bold jag head pattern, and then you mm-hmm. keep some black on the saddles. But then you kill it everywhere else, and it's gorgeous. And you get that nice gold color and the caramel and the saddles. Yeah, I drank the I drank the caramel Kool Aid years ago, and uh, the caramel Kool Aid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, see, that was my first big boy morph. That was the that was the first morph I was allowed to play with and be a big boy. So there you go. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> Shut up! You you jumped into the. <laughs> you're like I'm going to try everything. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm kind of in that uh, in that vein of trying uh, everything, trying to. Ocelot Caramel Jags. Um, we didn't talk about those. Who the hell put so, them? Paul. Oh. <laughs> um, Paul, <laughs> normally Paul or Wayne, pretty much it. Yeah, uh, here we go. So, well, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just do that one. I'll just take that one. So, I thought that, that this was a cool animal. And then this is a younger version of one of my favorite snakes is Bill Steagle's Ocelot Zebra Jags. Um, yeah. Which I just think is incredible animal. Is he um, so that thing this year? That's the caramel Ocelot Jag. And then that's the zebra ocelot jag. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look at that. Because that yellow intensified and that weird-ass like stripe going down its side got even brighter. That thing is a sick-looking animal. And, yeah. And, you know, like, like Bill needs any other good-looking animal. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, and that, uh, I think he's breeding that thing this year. Because correct me if I'm wrong, that one's yes. a male. And he's ready to roll. Uh, So I don't know what he's doing it to. He's probably breeding it to a, you know, a Candino Royal Python. (laughs) No. He's breeding it to a green tree. Get it right. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) The Ocelot Zebra Carpondro. (laughs) Yeah, right. If you're going to go big, go big. I I would say he's breeding it to the sickness just to make everybody vomit. But I think sickness is a boy. So, thank God. So, <laughs> you wasted that animal on that? It's like, yeah. So, yeah. Um, the uh, so we didn't talk about the red stuff. Um, like I said, we did a we did a show on. Um, we did a whole show on red and caramel. Uh, <clears throat> on reds and caramels, you can check that out. Reds, I think, like I said, are one of those uh, genes that are sort of in the line of. Um, Caramel. Uh, I think that uh, nobody has done it yet, but uh, caramels and reds. Well, I think there might have been somebody that did it. You're not going to be able to tell the difference. I You're think- not. And there's there's always somebody there's always somebody at a reptile show who asked me that they have a really sick looking red and they want to breed it to caramel. And I always try to tell them that that's probably not the best of ideas. You can do it, but you're going to end up holding back the entire clutch, and that's annoying. Um, and also, you're not really going to get fantastic results. Like, they're not going to play with each other and enhance 
the carnival or the red. It's almost like you'd be better if you just picked up another red or bought another caramel. You'd get, I think you'd be happier with your results if you did that. So, yeah. Yeah, I would Did agree. Here um, is it's almost uh, like uh, somebody's breeding red to high contrast for a while and trying to pass off as red high cons. And, <gasps> oh, my baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to stop talking. Isn't it gorgeous? It's big ass head and it's mean looking eyeball. <laughs> it's got a lot more I like pink it. on it. Yeah, I do. I want it. It looks mad. Don't it look mad? It looks Doesn't mad. Doesn't it look man. pissed off? I love it. It's like, screw you, man. Screw you. I'm an albino. I'm yeah. a scrub. I'm yes, a scrub. I, that's what I want. I want it. I want it. Sign me up. I will. Oh, my God. I would love an albino coastal. Love it. Wouldn't have to keep messing around with these Darwin bitches. Just go ahead and grab a big ass albino coastal. Yeah. One uh, day. One day. One day. One day. Yep. I'll have pure albino jags and pure albino tigers. And oh, God, I'll be so happy. Oh, that's the one I forgot. So, albino tiger. What? That's a big one for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, if I pull up. Uh, here we go. Albino tiger. Um, I think I, I don't think enough has been done with albino tiger. I don't think enough has been done with tigers. I mean, no. I would love to see super caramel tigers. I would love to see exanic tigers. And, and I'm not talking about. Oh my god, it's got kind of a stripe going down its back. Tiger. No, I want. I want. If you think of the best-looking tiger you've ever seen, I want that as an exanic. I want that as a super caramel, and I want that as an albino. So um, that I would like to see. Yeah, that the, the, the albino tiger right there that you just posted up, that's a great start. Great start. I want to see more stripes on the side. Um, that's why I think the citrus tiger is going to be more intense. Yes. I'm, I'm hoping. Uh, I think the contrast will be uh, a little bit uh, more intense than, say, your regular straight tiger. I think because typically Balin tigers that are just straight tigers tend to have more of a khaki color. They do. The citrus tigers, on the other hand, have, uh, I mean, imagine if I can find Skittles. a picture. Imagine a bag of Skittles. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, if oh. you, of course I can't find, uh, God damn it. Let's start this again. Nothing. I, I, Matt, Matt's wife just posted up a pair of shorts with Sasquatch all over them. Embroidered. <laughs> nice. We're sidetracking right now. Thank you, Kim. So Sasquatch. we're going to have to not do that. Yeah. No, you can keep talking. No. Um, no, 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 no. So, all right. Um, so, uh, wait, I can't, yeah. I'm trying to, uh, you know, you would think I would have a picture on the ready of... Uh, of course not. <clears throat> <laughs> what? Prepared? You listen to this show? Anyway. Um, yeah, sorry. right. So, here's one of my citrus be... tiger. Good. 
had albinos. Um, well, and also, you're having – I don't remember what produced the albino tiger that is pictured above us, but it was – Balan tiger. The Balan tiger to what? And albino? To an albino. Mm-hmm. And then they bred the two heads together? Or they bred mm-hmm. a het albino to something else? Okay. I think it I was like uh, head to head, if I'm not mistaken. Head head. I would like to see what you would – I mean, obviously, when you're running head to head, you run the option of that all your albinos might not line up with your tigers. Like, you could have a really insanely striped pos head, and you're like, now why couldn't you just have been one of the albinos? I mean, that could obviously be what happens there. So you kind of got to hit that genetic lottery there. Um, but I think you're going to have a little bit better of a, I don't know, I almost have a better feeling about yours when it comes to potentially getting albino tigers than anything else out there. Yeah, well, I think um, I think the contrast uh, is the key. It's going to be killer, um, yeah. And if I could just find a picture <clears throat> of my citrus tiger as an adult, uh, you would see what I'm talking about. But apparently I have not come prepared. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway. Um, I tried well, to get these all together before the show, but it didn't. Oops. We're going to blame somebody for this. I blame other buddy. So... Um, <laughs> Funny. Uh poor guy. He gets blamed poor, for poor guy. I know. Like it's almost like I'm not fair. Anyway, um but what it, it's uh, cause, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but your citrus tigers have the tiger line coming through obviously on the citrus side, and then somehow you you produced a lot of striped animals out of your first breeding of the citrus tiger for the head. Yeah, they all look like the one I just posted. Yeah, the one I just posted. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. So, like I said, I have a better feeling about you breeding your albino tigers together, getting, uh, I would say, a higher percentage of albino tigers or even the broader striped, better colored. Either way, I think you're going to get more striped babies than other people, I guess. I don't know. See that head albino? I I bet on him, her, it. That's a her. Now imagine this her. Mm. as an albino. <laughs> what is this? <clears throat> That's a young picture of Molly. Um, I knew it. And I know Brandon had just talked about uh, jungles, striped jungles. So there's my striped jungle project. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, I kind of like. I would like to connect everybody those sides. Understand, everybody should understand that Eric taking a year off of breeding really sucks. All right, so <laughs> it, it really sucks for people like Owen. All right, because there's been a few things like I don't know Molly Ringwald that we've been watching and waiting. Oh, and uh, if we're going to mention Molly, we're going to mention V. So. Yet again, we wait another year. 
hell is that? Looks like a zebra thingy, zebra jag stripe thingy. Yeah, that's nice. That's yeah, it's a lot of stripes. <clears throat> Jesus. Wow. That to breed to this. That'd be kind of hard because Eric owns one and Brandon, you own the other. That's <laughs> odd. It's almost like Eric would sell you something, and that never happens. Eric <laughs> sell things. <laughs> I don't. I don't sell things. I don't sell things. No selling. I just hoard Jeez. them. Yeah. Um, don't look, and then forget about it for a year until he brings up pictures of it again, and you get pissed off because you brought him those animals and you're his courier boy. <laughs> What's that? Aside from a striped critter. Striped jungle. Jesus Christ! That's not yours, right? No. Oh, thank God. No. <laughs> 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 I was like, what the hell have you been keeping from me? So, is, I should I should have went and told it. you it was. <laughs> no, because then I'm knocking so on your door in an hour. Okay? It's not cool. So that's got to be an Australian animal, correct? Yes. This one's even better. This one's from Australia. This is just a straight. So when so I guess the cool thing is um, what I do is I like to look at what 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 the crew down in Australia is doing. And it kind of gives me an idea of where I can take a project. So for a strike jungle, I mean, look at that. I mean, that's just insane. I swear to God, it was Photoshop. But Jesus Christ. Honestly, that blows away tigers. I mean, I hate to say that, but dude, that is killer. Um, Oh, my God. And you know somebody's like, I'll cross it with my zebra. Why? It's perfect the way it is. Just yeah, leave it alone. A, that's an awesome God, animal. That is beautiful. So, I mean... I have a you know, you have... things, like 12 of them. Jeez. <laughs> I think with carpet python morphs, is like um, the thing you want to think about is that there's so much to be done. There's so many different combinations. And the thing I think that you have to keep in mind is the selective breeding part of it is so, so important. Um, You know, that's going to have, that's where you get an animal like the last one I just posted up. Um, You know, that's kind of, uh, I I don't know how you get any better than that. (laughs) I mean, it's just, that's perfect. I mean, yeah. Well, it's like it's like okay. Every combination and every morph that is cool, everybody needs to start getting into their heads that you can make it better by selectively breeding and sticking with things and building the project yourself. I mean, that striped jungle did not it, it did not come out of the bush looking like that. So it, it took a lot of breedings, maybe not that many, but it, it, it's like it took the right breeding. And you could make something like that if you just started the project the right way. Stop right. trying to worry about how many of a certain type of, i got to get jungles. Well, what kind? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it does. It, it really, really does. So yeah. it, that, that would be my thing. I would love to produce something like that. I have... No jungles, uh, so I will wait till Eric uses his, you know, breedings and makes a bunch of really nice striped jungles, and then I'm going to jump on that bandwagon. So, <laughs> yeah. 
ride yeah. this too. There you go. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think I think there's a lot of uh, potential with carpet pythons yes. and the morph projects and the combos. And I think of the the past eight years and how far it's come. I mean, we didn't even talk about like reduced pattern diamonds. We didn't nope. even hit on hypo brettles, stonewashed brettles, striped brettles. Um, we didn't talk about ivories. Uh, that's a jungles, ivory jungles. Nope. Uh, the idea of making an ivory zebra, I know Nick is pro- has produced Very close. Uh, yeah, you know, some, some really some killer white ones. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a cool project. Um, you know, I mean, man, that'd be this, kind of a freaky looking animal. You imagine an ivory super zebra? It'd be kind of like this bone white, like our off white kind of solid snake. Yeah, to me, I think one of the projects that I'm really shooting for, and I, I think I've mentioned this before, is if you take a uh, – so I'm going to breed, not this year, but next year, an albino zebra jag to my exanic zebra, which will make double-het snows uh, of zebra, zebra jags, and super zebras. So if I breed them together, right, I should be mm-hmm. able to produce a snow super zebra. And I think that's going to be the closest that you could get to an all-white snake. Um, I don't think it's going to be – yeah, I I don't think it's going to be, you know, bone white. But I think, uh, you know, I think that'll be be a a nice-looking snake for sure. But, um, oh, man, there's just tons of potential, tons of, tons of – And there's tons of potential when you – when you do start getting the breedings under your belt, I mean, look at what jungle has done in captivity. Look what IJ has done in captivity. I mean, we're barely scratching the surface with coastal when it comes to Brisbane and other things like that, as well as like the breeding when it comes to enhancing those animals. And then you've got, you've got ones that haven't even been touched like bread and inland diamonds are just starting to really see their potential grow. So it, there's a lot of potential with this stuff. So every morph can be made better. Yeah. So. Absolutely. That's um, what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, the refinement, you know. And mm-hmm. I think, I think, you know, if you take a look at, uh, you know, I remember when me and Rob were walking around Tinley and looking at some of the, the royal pythons. Uh, <clears throat> you know, when you start putting too many genes into things, sometimes you. <laughs> You just kind of end up with a blah snake, you know, which is cool to some people. I'm not knocking it, but uh, what are you laughing at? Darren, <laughs> go away. But, Darren needs to get... All right, I'll do it, Darren. You keep talking. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and speaking of Darren, how could we forget the silver peppered inland? I mean, oh, that is probably God. the pinnacle. Then might kill you for like in a heart. If Aaron <laughs> said, I will send you a box of them. You just need to kill Eric Burke. You'd be a dead man. <laughs> I just, yeah, I would be dead. Had to, and you, uh, you know what? I would explain it to you, and you'd probably understand. So it's like, uh, yeah, I probably would. <laughs> Eric, I, I have to kill you to get silver peppered. You'd be like, go ahead. So yeah, I mean, like yeah. that's. But to see more, I want to see more refinement out of those. Those, I imagine, are just, again, tip the iceberg, but he keeps doing things like crossing them with albinos and stuff. Happiness. 
So, <laughs> yeah, I, I <clears throat> so yeah. Luckily, uh, the 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 people down in Australia have the uh, lucky for them. <clears throat> they have the uh, ability to sort of use, uh, you know, uh, develop new morphs. Uh, you know, something looks a little different. I know the K brothers are working on that uh, aneurysmic carpet python, which is killer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, and, and there's some other ones that are unproven still. I know Paul has, Paul Harris has the striped inland, um, you know, right. um, which uh, I actually, if that proves out to be um, genetic, I have hets from that uh, pairing. Don't forget about the uh, of course you do. patternless bread lie. Um, right. That was this one. Right. Uh, there's a patternless. Yeah. There's, now imagine that bred into the hypo. <clears throat> yeah, that would be crazy. Yeah. Here's one that uh, John Battaglia was working on. Um, he calls it the Anaconda Jag. They popped out of um, his uh, Gamma pairings. Right. Well, do you remember the uh, – I forget which one that Jay McClure was talking to us about. I don't think he even picked out a name for it yet, but those coastals, those very busy patterned coastals. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I remember yeah. those. That yeah, would be – I do. This is why I keep you. This is this is why I keep you around right here. Is that the calico patternless bread like? Yes. Is that the yes? Oh yes, Eric says that. There it is. That's the coastal. Jay also is working with that. Um, that, that, that jungle. That jungle. Yeah. Like a reverse jag kind of thingy. Yeah, I'll post up a picture of that. These were on sale forever on MP. There you go. And nobody nobody went for it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Remember, there was this crazy looking, uh, I don't know whatever happened with this, but uh, the guy's name was Ash Fry down in Australia. It's a zebra looking inland. Um, let's see, pure... Inland. You remember oh, that? Oh yeah, that that thingy. Yeah. Um, I do remember that. I love this snake. This is the annery carpet that the uh, K brothers are trying to prove out. I put winery. It's misspelled it. Oh my god. Oh. It's the winery carpet. I'll, I'll send that now. <clears throat> um, oh, yeah, that is, the, that is so sick looking. And what do they think that is? Pure coastal? Uh, yeah, I think so. There was this uh, crazy looking black jungle. Um, yeah. That was down yeah, in Australia. The one, that, I don't... the one that wasn't spray painted. So. Yeah, this one was pretty wild. <clears throat> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That that is a lot like poison ivy, in my opinion. Where it looks like the black just kind of grew and grew and grew over time. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, mm. <clears throat> so there's still tons of stuff that can be done. Um, and also new morphs are going to crop up, especially in Australia. And like we said, just because it's in Australia does not mean it will never, ever, ever make it to our playing group. I mean... Yeah, who knows? They might yeah. actually uh, start to import, export never. stuff. But anyway, <laughs> or, or we'll keep doing what we've always been doing and just turning a blind eye to somehow animals miraculously appearing in other parts of the globe. So no one knows the jungle? Doesn't, do we not know what produced that thing? No. It's a not wild. Was it wild caught? Yeah. Jungle was a wild one. Remember, in Australia, you can just go shopping for your carpet pythons on the ground. So, <clears throat> yeah. Wait, so, is that legal or no? <laughs> Probably not. Uh, I think it depends on where. No, I don't think so. Check your local laws. Please check yeah. your local laws. Do not take yeah. my word for it. Yes. <laughs> Do not believe the silly American. <laughs> yes, please, God. He knows nothing. <laughs> I don't want to hear about how you got arrested because you're like, oh, and said it was okay. They right. don't know who I am. So. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of uh, kind of an overview, I think, of where carpet python morphs are. And there's, you know, hopefully from that you can kind of get an idea of where carpet python morphs are going. Um, yep. I think that, uh, you know, pick your project you, you know, uh, there's tons of things that you can do. Um, the cool thing about carpets is you can go and work with just the pure subspecies. You can work with crosses. Uh, you can go and uh, what I would recommend if you are working with crosses, a lineage uh, is important. Um, <clears throat> and yes. it's also important if you're not working with cro- crosses because that shows the uh, person that's going to buy it, um, you know, what's in that animal no yeah Yeah. um so uh um yeah there's tons of stuff uh and tons of stuff that's uh you know potentially on the up and up um i think that we're going to see some crazy stuff from australia in the coming years i think it's just they're going to just be off the charts down there with what those what they're working with um and uh, I don't know. I'm excited about the future. You know, the next five or eight years to see some uh, see some crazy stuff popping out. <clears throat> um, yeah. Depending on what color you like, uh, you know, if you like more of the earth tone stuff, there's the granite stuff. If you like more of the bright stuff, there's the jungle stuff. You know, don't underestimate jungle jags and stuff like that. I mean, they're kind of like. Oh yeah, jungle jag nowadays. But back in 2008, oh man, I remember the stuff that Mo was working with. I mean, yep. good lord, you know, you would see Mo's it from prices, across the room. And Mo's prices never dropped, and she sold a ton of animals every time. Yeah, and they had she had people waiting for certain pairings to come through for like a year or so. So, yeah. yep. Never, don't knock a jungle jag. No. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think uh, that's a good state of the union, I guess, on uh, carpet python morphs. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> I know we kind of jumped all over the place. I would recommend if you if you uh, are listening to the show and you're kind of wondering where all these pictures are and what we were posting up, um, go just send us a message and ask to get into the chat. We'll add you into the chat and you can check it out. Yep. I'm going to try to post um, <clears throat> I'll post them up on MoreliaPythonRadio.com um, probably sometime tomorrow. If you go over to the website now, a lot of them you can see, you can scroll through and you can see um, some of the stuff that we were talking about because some of the pictures I took from there, um, you know, I'm just going to throw out a lot of those animals were Paul's, Ollie's, Nick's, Hesham's, myself, Owen, um, you know, so thank everybody for sharing those. Um, Yeah. And now, uh, tomorrow we, uh, uh, I'm going to start to put together. Yeah, I know. I'm going to start to put together the, um, uh, all the pictures from the calendar contest. Um, I think we got some really good, really good stuff this year. We did. I had to scramble because, uh, somebody pointed out as like at the, like the nine o'clock hour, they're like, nobody submitted Bowens. I'm like, shit. (laughs) So I'm like, (laughs) quickly tagged like Chad Gray and Ari and Chad threw up a bunch of Bolin's pictures. And I'm happy with what he tossed up. So okay. we will have Bolin's in the calendar. Um, it's going to be hard, uh, yeah. especially yeah. with <clears throat> tree. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Very hard. I mean, yeah. I'm like, all right, Bill, Bill tossed in the sickness. I'm like, all right, it's done. And then, but like it, 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 it didn't stop. Like, it was like, Jesus Christ, there were a ton of different animals, all of them gorgeous, a bunch of different angles, blue, black, calico, bright yellow. I'm like, Jesus Christ. So, so green tree python is going to be hard. Uh, coastal, I saw some Brisbane, so that's going to be hard. Um, the morph is going to be difficult. Yeah, and the et cetera is going to be hard. Once again, Everybody tossed in a bunch of really cool stuff and et cetera. I think we even got some venomous installed this yeah. year. And um, I swear to God, if you put a ball python in there somewhere, you and I are going to fight. <laughs> so I don't even want to see that as one of the nominations. I don't care how much Bill pays you. Yeah. So That's awesome. Um, and the Ruffies, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love the Ruffy pictures. Yeah. Those, uh, those pictures that I sent you the other day of the Ruffy from Mick, um, mm. They were pretty, pretty insane. That was a those pretty were, good those shot. Were, those were Nick's ruffies. Not Nick, Mick, Mick with an M. Okay, he's from okay. Australia. Yeah. I was about to be like, that was, I'm like, that was Romulus. I'm like, I'm <laughs> going to go back and look at all that shit. I'm like, that like, was uh, my baby boy. <laughs> no, no, okay, all right, yeah. all right, I'm good now. So, so, so yeah, that's going to be next week's show. And just so everybody knows, we got six shows left. Of the year. That's oh it. my God, before the holiday break where you and I do nothing for two weeks. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, um, and, and everybody else can just listen to the back catalog that they never touch. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. It's good stuff. So, I think I'm trying to line up a Condro show, possibly two Condro shows. I know we have the holiday show in there, we have the calendar right. show. Which leaves like right. two shows left. I think uh I think this year I think we did pretty good with uh 
you know, hitting some et cetera. Um, yeah. Uh, we talked retics. We talked venomous. We did field yeah. herping. Uh, tons of cool stuff. Um, blackheads. Blackheads. Yeah. Some some cool stuff for sure. So um, hopefully, uh, I know some people were asking about rainbow boas. Um, See, and that's um, was it. Balin picked up some rainbow boas at Tinley. Did he? What the hell is that? What? <laughs> what did what? Wayne just posted the moon glow up on the chat. Oh, what? How could we forget that? What the hell? Jesus, how did we forget the moon glow? We suck. I know. Oh. I just said I'm such a loser yeah. for forgetting them. We're such a, I mean, we suck. I don't even know why you people continuously listen to us. Anyway. Um, so hold up. That's. I mean, look how white that snake is. Yeah. Holy shit, so you're talking about the snows being in supers. It's you haven't even gotten. That's not even a super, right? That's just a straight up moon glow. So a moon glow is an exanic caramel yeah. and albino. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, three genes that work wonderful together. I don't know, dude. I'm pretty excited to one day have a white carpet. I mean, <laughs> you know. See, and I always wanted to go with the opposite. That's why I always loved that whole panther idea. Is I would love to have just a jet black carpet python. Well, yeah, that too. I mean, come on, man. I'm trying to work that way. I'm trying to get there. But it's an IJ. So yeah, it, it would just be a fancy black carpet that would never do anything for me. Just be there. Yeah, well... <laughs> flipping, flipping me off every day. Yeah. It's like you know, come on. Fuck you! Oh, I'm not going to breed. Fuck you! Yeah, I'm not no, going to breed. Gonna do it, why not? <laughs> yeah. Go to Good. hell. That's why. Your last name no. is McIntyre. I will not God, do it. <laughs> and all my IJs out for other people to breed them. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh. uh trying to think what else we got so yeah i mean that's kind of the lineup that we got for the rest of the year next week we're going to do the show um hopefully we'll get that squashed and i know casey has a as a hookup for us to get the calendars going <clears throat> so yeah. we'll get them asap and hopefully we'll have them uh in one year we'll have them in tinley park one year yeah maybe not next year but we're gonna say don't be pushed up up there you know and Oh, and we'll do it for you. <laughs> I'll drink You're that. You're damn right you will. <clears throat> so, um, so, yeah. Sorry, and, KJ's, uh, nurse, KJ's nursing a garter snake bite or something else that you have to go <laughs> and get that over. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. It's like, you know, a little garter snake is apparently killing him. I, I don't know. Yeah. I uh, I have uh, we've officially moved over. I've condensed our accounts into one for MoreliaPythonRadio.com, uh, EBMorelia.com, and <clears throat> I finally got CarpetFest.net up and going. Oh my um, god! It took forever to actually get CarpetFest.net, um, so that it's not CarpetFest slash Homestead.net, you know, all that shit. So uh that Yeah, I I finally contacted him and was able to work it out. Um 
<clears throat> over the break, I'm probably going to be working on the websites and get that all. I started tinkering with uh, MoreliaPythonRadio.com. Um, but uh, hopefully we'll get uh, yeah, we're gonna get to, that going. We're going to update that. Uh, I would like to add, like, I know we have the Morph page with like, uh-huh. MoreliaPythonRadio.com. It's almost like I would like to add a part to the Morph page, which is just the, um, I guess, call them the shams or whatever, the lies. It's like have the panther and the banana and whatever the hell else we can think of that has been like one of those it wall never of shame. was a thing. Yeah. The Morelia plays on radio, wall of shame. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. So. We can do that. Um, I like that idea. But, but uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're going to work on that and uh, it should be cool. Carpet Fest uh, should be cool as well. Uh, we'll get that all up to date. I know that Owen and Owen and I were talking about, the next time we head out to Tinley, we're going to have some kind of slideshow that show people what Carpet Fest is all about. Try to promote yep. that more. Um, try to get some adults at Tinley Park of Carpet Python so people understand what they're about and um, how big they get. <laughs> stuff like push that. The show, push the show some more too, so uh, so people can learn all about them and uh, you know have fun keeping mm-hmm. snakes. In boxes, <laughs> but uh, in various boxes, yeah. All we do. Uh, so uh, I guess that's. Uh, I guess we'll we'll close it up and uh, we'll head off. But uh, please check out uh, com. If you have any questions or comments or you want to share something, if you have some cool pictures of any kind of morphs, please feel free to send them. Info at MoreliaPythonRadio.com. If you're going to do that, please include in there uh, what it is and your name and any kind of link you want website-wise. That way I can uh, give you credit for it. Um, The idea is that we want to make MoreliaPythonRadio.com sort of the hub for all things Morelia and point you in the direction of the breeders uh, that work with these amazing animals. So if you're interested, uh, you know who to go to and not just picking them up randomly at the show, whether it be carpets or chondros, either way, uh, you know, it's kind of, uh, kind of important thing. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, I'm, I'm a, I'm God damn it. I'm sick as shit with passion. I'm sick as shit with passion when it comes to making sure that people have the right animal from the right person. Uh, So hopefully we can. uh, (laughs) I'm tired, man. Uh, It's late. (laughs) Shut up. All right. Uh, Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's, uh, MoreliaPythonRadio.com. The podcast, you know, please feel free to share it. Um, <clears throat> try to, uh, share the, uh, you know, the love of Morelia. Um, you can check out the, on iTunes, also blogtalkradio.com. Uh, just look up Morelia Python Radio. If there's a specific episode that you're looking for or a guest, you can probably Google it and it'll come up. Uh, just on that uh, specific one, um, I think that works pretty pretty well <clears throat> from what I've seen. But uh, probably the best place to get the show is iTunes. 
just subscribe over there. And uh, yeah, um, as far as myself, uh, ebmorelia.com. Um, uh, my email is eric at ebmorelia. Um, like I said, <clears throat> I'm not. I'm going to be working on the website um, and trying to, uh, you know, make it a little more, I guess, user friendly and try to finish up some of the stuff that I had on there. So uh, you can check that out in the meantime. Um, trying to think what else, what else am I forgetting? Carpet Fest. I know we are like, what, seven months away, eight months away. (laughs) Months away. Yeah. But uh, we have to, I want to start thinking of a date so that I can kind of nail it down. Uh, My thinking was June. So I'll probably post something up over on the Northeast Carpet Fest group uh, so that uh, we can start thinking about that. Um, That's all I got. What do you got, Owen? What I got is you can go to rogue-reptiles.com. I'm updating the site as of right now uh, with all the things that we're doing breeding-wise this year as well as lineage information for the past couple years for animals. So if you purchase a baby and want their lineage information, it should be up there. If not, let me know, and I'll make up one for you. Uh, we're going to have a bunch of new babies posted up in the next couple of days. Everybody's shedding, so we're waiting for everybody to shed, and then we're going to start putting everybody up on the website. We're talking caramels, caramel jags, super caramels, uh, high-contrast Queenslands, uh, Peterson stripes, and tiger animals. And uh, some of those stripes are really good looking. So keep an eye out for that. If you want interested in any of the babies or want to see what we got, drop us a line. Um, and we'll definitely hook everybody up. The next show I have is the December uh, Hamburg show. And uh, I believe that's the 3rd of December. But I will be attending this weekend's Have It or Grace show. Or it might be. I'll have to check. And there's a few other things that were a few other shows that we kind of have going on. So if you want an animal delivered, we can totally do that. Uh, you can also go on Facebook and look up rogue reptiles there. Check out all the stuff we got going on there. So that's all I got. So what we will say is thank you all for listening. And we will catch everybody back here next week for some more Morelia Python radio. <laughs>